grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, you are the city that shelters us, the mother who comforts us. With your spirit, accompany us on our life's journey, that we may spread your peace in all the world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, Amen. A reading from Second Kings. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. Naaman went, taking along ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you <clears throat> my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, <coughs> Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. <coughs> but when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, <clears throat> that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance to Elisha's house. Elisha sent a message to him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached him and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. 
his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Word of God, word of life.
reading from Galatians. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand? It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you men to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Even the circumcised men do not themselves obey the law, but they want you men to be circumcised so that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, peace be upon them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. 
Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. I really should have packed a smaller suitcase. I remember thinking as I lugged my 50 pound bag up the stairs to the train platform. It was the summer of 2016 and I was on a three week school trip to Germany. We traveled the country and visited famous sites from Reformation history. It was a Lutheran's dream. But this was my first extended visit overseas. So I had spent a month meticulously researching online what to pack and preparing for every contingency. But it didn't take too many switches at train stations and transfers on bus stops for me to admit that I had literally weighed myself down by my need to be prepared. In today's reading, Jesus sends out 70 people ahead of him on a mission. And similar to the previous commissioning of the 12 disciples, he gives them very specific instructions. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. Greet no one on the road. One translation says, travel light. There's a sense of urgency and expediency to the task at hand. And now, as modern-day disciples committed to God's work in the world, we can begin to imagine what it looks like to travel light. What do we leave behind, and what do we carry with us? Well, first I would say we carry good news. Jesus sends the 70 on an evangelical mission. But wait, evangelical is a word that carries a lot of baggage these days, right? It's a word widely cast to describe Christians who hold more conservative values, and much to the chagrin of us more progressive Christians, seems to be the only version of Christianity we hear about in the media sometimes. Evangelical is a word that conjures up images of people handing out tracts, megaphones on street corners, traveling pairs knocking door to door, tent revivals. That doesn't really sound like the way we do things here. And yet, 
We are a part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. So what does that word mean for us? Well, I know Michelle doesn't like it when I talk about Greek words, but, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway because it helps. The Greek word, the Greek root of the word evangelion simply means good news or gospel. So our identification as an evangelical church means that we believe we have something important, good news to share with the world. We believe that the message of Christ is still relevant today, that there are real needs here that require attention, that require a word of hope. Jesus only provides two phrases when he sends these people out on a mission. The first is peace to this house, and the second is God is near. There's no salvation formula, no value judgments, no coercion tactics, just words of peace and comfort, just good news. Next, we carry our vulnerability. Researcher and author Brene Brown, who we love here, says vulnerability is having the courage to show up, be seen, and be heard when you can't control the outcome. I wonder how many of you remember an exercise in elementary school called show and tell? It felt like such a vulnerable offering to bring one of your most precious, prized possessions before the whole class and explain why it was important to you. And now, this is what we are called to do, to show our faith through how we live our lives and then tell others why it is that we do what we do. The 70 likewise are sent out like lambs in the midst of wolves. And yet something remarkable happens. Their vulnerable state allows them to receive hospitality, form mutually beneficial relationships, and ultimately experience powerful change. Lives are healed, the power of God is revealed, and evil is cast down from heaven. And that's all awesome, Jesus says, but the real marvel is that you have been transformed. Vulnerability and openness to the Spirit creates space for God's redeeming work in the world. We also carry our identity. In a meeting with colleagues this past week, some of us shared about how holding a Christian identity in progressive circles can be difficult these days. People have their own images and ideas of what a Christian looks like, and it may or may not line up with who we are. For those of us in the queer community, revealing yourself as a Christian in certain spaces can feel like another coming out process. Whatever our struggles with identity, we know that it is Jesus who has sent us. The waters of baptism not only initiate us and hold us in community, but they are continually carrying us out into mission. Our unique and varied identities are gifts, not hindrances, 
to this mission. Being firmly rooted in our baptismal identity is what gives us the courage to carry on when we are rejected. And when I was reading the gospel, I couldn't help but hear Taylor Swift's catchy pop song, Shake It Off, when Jesus tells the 70 to shake the dust off their feet if a town does not welcome them. Swift's lyrics capture the importance of maintaining identity in the face of criticism and rejection, which if you follow her, you know she's had a lot of. The player's gonna play, the hater's gonna hate, Heartbreaker's gonna break, faker's gonna fake, baby, I'm just gonna shake it off. <laughs> Truly knowing who we are empowers us to shake off the things that will weigh us down. We shake off the insecurity that we will not be enough. We shake off the fear that we will not have enough. We shake off the bias that excludes others from the kingdom of God. We shake off preconceived notions of how God works in our lives and the lives of others. And today, as we gather at the table, we share food for the journey. We equip and affirm one another in our shared vocation. Receiving the bread and wine communicates our need and our desire for what Jesus offers us. And as we carry our renewed selves into the world, we release our burdens to travel light and share the good news. Amen.
rejoicing in the good news of God come near. Let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. For your church, that as we share in the ministry of Christ, we might always look with compassion on those abandoned, wounded, and excluded. God, in your mercy, for your works revealed in creation, for rivers and streams, for thunderstorms and sunshine, that you inspire our care for the earth. God, in your mercy, for peace and justice in the world, for all levels of government, for areas affected by strife, that those in authority always work for the good of all, bringing your justice to all people. God, in your mercy, for all who experience discrimination, racial division, loneliness, anxiety, or illness, especially Stephanie and those we name now, either aloud or in our hearts. God, in your mercy, for those spending time with friends and family this summer, for those making employment decisions, for those uncertain what the future holds, that they set their minds on Christ who has called us to himself. God, in your mercy, we give thanks for the great cloud of witnesses whose lives have inspired us to greater love and service, especially Blessed Mary, Benedict of Norcia, and Nathan Soderblom, Bishop of Uppsala. Welcome us with them into the embrace of your presence. God, in your mercy. Into your hands, O God of compassion, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your great mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Much gratitude today for a beautiful summer Sunday in Chicago, for this awesome community, and for being evangelical, centered in the grace of God that welcomes all, whoever you are. Whoever you are. Whatever, however you pack on trips and whatever baggage you might be carrying inside, 
how you define yourself, your gender identity, who you love and marry, the color of your skin, how you vote and how you see the world. God embraces all and we seek to do the same as well. If you're new to our community, there are yellow slips in the pew rack and we invite you to place those in the offering. We, uh, since many people today do not carry cash and most of our congregation gives online, we do not pass the plate, but there's an offering basket on the way to communion and today's loose offering will support Refugee One. During the summer, our social hour is outside in our garden and we'll, we hope that you can join us for some conversation. And uh, Norm, would you stand in the back and let people see you? Norm, uh, first of all, Norm is one of our long-term members who's been here decades and someone who helps with just about every task around the building. And we are most thankful for him. And today is a big day because he is turning seven, 77 on 7-7 seven, seven today. So, please. And in honor of that, there will be ice cream bars outside. So get there quickly. Why? So they don't melt. And secondly, so you get one. Next Sunday, there will be, there will be a garden liturgy outside, a half-hour contemplative service in our garden. We hope for great weather like today. So there will also be one in August. One of our members, as I announced last week, Jonas Ellison, a writer and blogger, has written a wonderful guide to summer care for families. If you are a parent or a grandparent or have children and families as a part of your life, please take one of these. They're great, and they're on the back table. Think of your schedule, if you can, without looking on your phone. If you are free this coming Thursday, if you're in town, we could use your help. We volunteer with the night ministry and serve people on the nighttime, nighttime streets by preparing food and helping distribute that with our hospitality. And we are in need of people this coming Thursday to help in a number of ways, either financially, preparing food, or distributing the food. There is a sign-up in the back, but if you'd like to find out more, please talk to either Pastor Sevig or Ken or James. They'll raise their hand, and they would all love to tell you more about this. We have been doing this task for several decades, and it is an important part of our congregation. And now as we prepare to gather at the table, let us stand and sing by Holy Wings, printed in the bulletin.
The Lord be with you. And also Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed are you, O God of the universe. Your mercy is everlasting, and your faithfulness endures from age to age. We praise you for creating this world of wonder, for calling your people, Israel, to be light to the nations, and for coming among us in your beloved Son, Jesus. With open arms, he healed the sick, welcomed the outcast, and gave himself for the life of the world. Blessed be God forever. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remembering, therefore, his teaching, preaching, and healing, and his life-giving death and resurrection, we await his coming again to share with us the everlasting feast. Come, Lord Jesus. Pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and wine and on your holy people gathered around this table. Nourish us to be the body of Christ for the world, that the hungry may be fed and the poor lifted up. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. To you be honor and praise, blessed and holy trinity, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Only say the word, O Lord, and we shall be healed. Amen. 
peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And may the blessing of the Holy Trinity, one God, remain with you always. Amen. Amen.